College baseball fans, it's time for the D1 Baseball Podcast with Mike Rooney, Aaron Fitt, and Kendall Rogers. Let's win every podcast. Now, here's the pride of the Newtown Edgemont Little League, Coach Rooney. Hello and welcome to the 46 Minutes of Heaven we call the D1 Baseball Podcast. I am your host, Michael Patrick Rooney. Today's podcast brought to us by our good friends at S2 Cognition. Uh, I'm on the road, and so I don't have the S2 Cognition read, but here's what I'll tell you. If you believe that decision-making is important in sports, you are absolutely correct, and we hear this awesome expression in baseball, take the balls and swing at the strikes. If you don't take the balls and you don't swing at the strikes, I don't care if you're Mike Trout, it ain't going to work out for you. And that's what S2 Cognition does. Their assessment program is phenomenal. Drill packages for your athletes. I would listen to the podcast where we talked to Tim Corbin about this, but we are so pumped up about our friends at S2 Cognition. Check them out. Uh, This is really cutting-edge stuff for helping baseball players. Doesn't matter how good their swing is. Doesn't matter how athletic they are. Doesn't matter bat speed, any of that stuff. If you're swinging at the balls and you're taking the strikes, it's not going to happen for you. So uh, really, really exciting technology. Uh, Today, I am joined by Tornado Joe Keeley, the real AA Ron, Aaron J. Fit, and arguably the best citizen in the area of Spring, Texas, Kendall Ooh. J. Rogers. Gentlemen, good to see you. Wow, that's a very esteemed uh, title you gave me. Thank you, Runes. That's right. The best. Hey, hey, Coach Rooney, can we ask yes, S2 if they can invest in some cough buttons for the podcast? Uh, <laughs> a bit of a disappointing story. Kendall, today. you need to do an assessment from S2. Wait, I thought I had decision. I thought I had myself on mute. Did I not have myself you did on not. mute? No, that was oh my bad. I thought I pressed it. Kendall, you know what you did there? You did the podcast version of you swung at the ball and you took the strike. So S2, it's a great point, Fitzy. After last week, I was hoping I'd be flawless today. I'm not not living up to that very well. Kendall, I also want to make a clarification. I was very proud of my tweet where I quote tweeted our podcast. But, you know, and and I, I alluded to that maybe you were taken out by a bad tamale. And, you know, like that was I was that was in jest. I don't I have no knowledge of whether your your sickness was caused. I don't think there's such thing as a bad tamale. Well, and that's the thing. I I didn't want the great Angela Rogers to to, I didn't want her thinking that I'm, you know, promulgating that maybe she is getting bad tamales. Although I will say one of the when I visited the Rogers household in December, the fact that people in Houston are buying tamales from their air quote tamale guy who have them in the <laughs> trunk of their car that is joe you have you ever had tamales from the trunk of a car before it's the best way to get them my um <laughs> thank that's you just kind of the deal thank you like i don't <laughs> yes. understand where else would i'm you not get even tamales? kidding it's... you dude i'm not even oh. kidding you so when you buy tamales on the holidays here so i'm sitting here like texting back and forth with somebody and a little it, i guess you can call it english but we're texting back and forth and it's like, hey, meet me at Exxon on I-45. I'll, I'll have my trunk open. Your tamales will be sitting there. So you literally walk up to someone's trunk, reach in, grab your tamales, and then go home. Just hand them some cash. It's, it's the way we yeah, roll I mean, in, in Texas, baby. When I lived down there, my shrimp guy, uh, my shrimp guy gave me, <laughs> sold him out of the back of a pickup oh, truck. Oh, dude, that's genius. I didn't even think about a shrimp, my guy. shrimp guy. Fitzy, what kind oh. of what kind of men are we? We dude. don't even have shrimp guys or tamale I didn't even think guys. About that, Joe, gosh, we're deficient. Oh. Hold on, oh. I'm gonna write this note down. Shrimp guy. <laughs> he he oh. used to set up shop on Aldine Westfield. It, you know, I haven't lived in in the area in long enough. I don't know if he's still around, oh but uh, he was where it was at when I lived there. Hashtag hopefully, you went, hopefully you went to Aldine Westfield before six o'clock at night. 
Yeah. If you're, I'm if not going to disparage the good name. I grew up off of Aldine Westfield. I will, not, I will not sit here for the disparagement of Aldine Westfield Road. How dare let's, you? Oh, let, let's just summarize it this way, boys. Then we'll get to the game. Uh, if you're not buying your tamales or shrimp from a guy working out of his trunk in a seedy neighborhood, then you're doing it wrong. That's that's my big takeaway exactly. from the first part of this. I podcast. guarantee, Runes. My my homework for you when you go cover the next GCU game is to go find someone to buy tamales out of their uh, trunk in Phoenix. Uh, you that, that can happen. Yeah, that's right, and that's West Phoenix. So, yeah, you're right. I need to do that. That's I may may not live to tell about it, but I like I like where your head's at. Uh, boys, let's get into the game. We're doing the stock game today. We're doing the draft game where we're gonna pick eight college baseball teams, and the name of the game is this: is you want it, it's an improvement game. You know, if Mike Rooney University, or so, as somebody would say, if Roast Beef, Beef University had 20 wins last year, and you think they're going 40 wins in 2023, that's a great pick. They're going to be a plus 20 for you. Now, you could go the other direction. You could go um, You could go in the negative direction. We're going to pick one team from the SEC, the Big 12, the Pac-12, and the ACC, and then it's going to be four wild card picks. Neither of us, none of us can share a team. Um, it is a draft, a, a snake draft in that regard. Uh, gentlemen, questions about the rules of the game. When Never. when we say we do, and I think I, I just want to get this on the record because I, I don't want to be uh, laughed at for my choices later in the show. Uh, when we say wild cards, we can we, we can pick from the entire lot, right? Entire lot, except for Everyone. the four leagues that we've already included. Correct. Cannot. Okay, great. Yep. No, great. The other, that's, the that's other exactly. 26 leagues. All right. Yeah, that's what Joe, Joe, Joe searched you, high and low. Yeah, Joe, Joe's a ringer in that regard. Mm-hmm. I don't know who invited Joe to the game, but that that could be uh, at least he wore his Oilers sweatshirt. So we got that going for us. So, uh, Kendall, you have the first selection um, and we're going to do the SEC first. Who would you like at, at spot one one, if you will? I, I will go with Mississippi State. They finished 26 and 30 last year, went nine and 21 in the SEC. I just think when you look at Hell State overall, there's some there's question marks about the pitching. No doubt about that. But I'll tell you what, guys, you go up and down this lineup. Luke Hancock's back for like his 15th year in Starkville. You got Hunter Hines back. Amani Leary from UNO was a really nice pickup uh, in the offseason. You got Lane Forsyth back at short. Um, you got Colton Ledbetter transferring in from Sanford. You kind of wonder if he's this year's uh, more prospecty, uh, Sonny Deshara. Uh, you got Kellum Clark, who played uh, you know in the College World Series on, on the national championship, championship team a couple years ago. And of course, you throw in Dakota Jordan who, uh, as Aaron said, his fall report could be one of the top two or three freshmen in college baseball. I just think that's a really loaded lineup. I think they're going to really hit. I think the pitching staff just needs to be average. If they're average, they're going to be really good. I like that selection. Joe, as you go second, I want you to know there is heckling in this game, and I just want this on the record. If you don't take Tennessee, Joe, I hope their fan base just tears you up. You really don't think they're getting 60 wins this year. That's what you're telling the Tennessee fan base if you don't take them. So I just want to set the table there. Joe Healy, you're up with the number two selection. What I'm actually telling the Tennessee fan base is I'm not going to pick you because you guys were too good last year. You were so good. You were <laughs> it's awesome. Spin. It's good. Spin. So, you know, well like it just I don't know how much there's there's only so many games in a season. Right. I mean, you know, you, the, the, the ceiling is somewhere. So the ceiling is the roof, as Michael Jordan might say. That one's for Fitzy. Um, <laughs> well played. Well played. So I'm I'm going to go with. So first of all, I think Mississippi State is the choice here, right? Yeah, I mean, everything cool. went wrong for them last year in a lot of ways. Really felt like that was the if you play out that season a hundred times, like that might've been the worst scenario for Mississippi state that felt like the bottom. So I think that's, mm-hmm. that's the right choice there on Kendall's part. I'm going to go Alabama 
Um, you know, I think 31 wins is like a little higher than I would have liked for it to be a starting point on this game. Um, because they were pretty good last year, but I don't know. I think it's a team that's probably a lot closer to 500 in the league. So you can pick up a few games there. I also think it's because it's an older team. Um, I also like their ability to play midweek games the way they should be played. I don't think it's a team that's going to dump a lot of midweek games that, that are going to, uh, hurt me in this regard. I also think, Hey, if you're going to talk about maybe Alabama can host a regional, like those midweek games end up being really important. So I think it's a team that's going to be able to play really well through 56 games, as opposed to a team that gets up for 30 sec games and maybe loses some, it shouldn't. So I feel pretty good about the floor of Alabama being really, really good. And I'm willing to bet a little bit on the ceiling there. Oh, I love it. I, I, if I, if I had any guts, I would pick Vandy right now, but they did have 39 wins. Um, Fitzy, you're about to get your, your pocket picked again. I'm going South Kakalaki, South yeah. Carolina. And and I, I just, I do want to say this, you guys, like I'm glad that we're in deep on South Carolina. We ranked them in Alabama. That's, those were two of our gutsier moves, I suppose, in the rankings. I, I just, it's so weird to me. South Carolina has this like negative malaise. Maybe that's redundant around the program. You know, like it, it's almost like their fan base is so, um, you know, finicky. Like they're so demanding that they've created a dark cloud around the program. Like Mark Kingston won a regional in 2018. They hosted a regional as a two seed in 2021. Like it, it, if you, if you didn't know college baseball and you heard South Carolina, you'd be like, Oh man, I, you know, you're made to feel like they stink or something. They don't stink at all. And so, you know, we rank South Carolina and people are coming after us. It's like, this is still a very good program. And I think here's, I'll put a bow on it with this, you guys. I think Mark Kingston's blueprint when he got the job was we're going to have elite starting pitching. We're going to invest our resources in elite pitching and we're going to figure it out on the position player side. And because they've had so many arm injuries, they haven't been able to play. They haven't been able to use their, their, their intended playbook. I think this year's team for South Carolina can in fact use the playbook that they want to use and, uh, and I'm here for it. So they were 27 and 28 last year. Give me the over. Dang it. Yeah. Easy money. Easy money. Uh, you did pick my pocket. However, you guys, I'm, I'm a little surprised. I'm almost a little bit surprised that this team is still on the board. Give me the number one ranked LSU Tigers, guys. Ooh, that's a good selection. They only won 40 games last year. They're going to win at least 50. Uh, this year that is money in the bank this could be a 60 win team by the time it's all said and done i could get a 21 win performance of a team that won 40 games last year. think about it tennessee won 57 games uh and didn't even get to omaha if lsu gets to omaha and you know they don't, even, they don't have to win 57 games before that but you can if, if this team goes all the way and we think they're the best team in the country it's a it's a you know 53 to, to 58 60 win team so uh it's a super team they're going to win a lot more than 40 games. Uh, you can, I promise you that. That's a good pick. Yeah, you're right. Well, I, it, yeah, I, I, note to self, Joe, I keep looking at the bottom of the standings in this game, and you can get burned. Do not ignore the top of the standings. Fitzy with a, a veteran play right there. Well, I think like you, you have to kind of you have to find the middle ground. I think that's what Aaron did really well last year. It was a team that probably was like, you know, kind of at the you know LSU being eliminated when it was kind of was at the bottom end of the ex, I don't want to say the expectation, but was the was on the you know, kind of just good, right? And finding the teams that are going to go from good to excellent, I feel like is maybe a little bit of a key here. Yes, the teams that go from bad to good are also good in this game. But so you can't really pick at the very top. Mm. You have to kind of find the, the squishy middle there, I think. Squishy middle. 
I love it. You middle. Yeah. yeah I, I was thinking of it this way. Fitzy's seeing the field like Tom Brady and I'm seeing the field like, you know, a banged up Peyton <laughs> Manning, Chris from Louisville. Ooh, yes. Well played. Well yeah, played. Thank you. Couldn't had to take our first shot at Chris from Louisville. Yeah. Fitzy, you get your, it's back to you on the wraparound. Go ahead. Sorry. Look out. It's Ty Law. Don't throw the ball to Ty Law. He's going to take in the house again. What are you doing? <laughs> Dude, hey, back to back podcast with a Ty Law reference two in a row and we will have three in a row next pod. Oh, it's the Ty Law rule. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Um, we're going Big 12 next, right? And I got the first Correct. pick here. Yeah, the large 12. Yeah, this one is tricky. This one is tricky right here. I don't know if there's an obvious candidate because, I mean, the, the teams at the bottom, how much better are they going to be? Um, I, I think for me, I'm going to go West Virginia, guys. 33 and 22 last year. They did go 14 and 10 in the league, which was a solid season. But I think there's room for, for growth here. Um, I, I, I do think that the, the talent on the mound is, is very intriguing. Um, you know, Ben Hampton and Carlson Reed, if these guys can figure it out, uh, you, you're looking at some firepower here. And, and, and you know, there's still, still some nice athleticism in that lineup. It's a team that I think, uh, I think there's, there's more in the tank. So we're going to go West Virginia. Well, you're right, Fitzy. This league is – this is there's not easy yeah, picking there's here. Not, there's not very many good candidates here. No, give me the KU Jay, uh, Jayhawks, gentlemen. They were four and twenty in the league, twenty and thirty-five overall. You know your points well taken, though, Fitzy. I don't know where the wins are going to come from. There's, there, there's, you know, is Kansas under Dan Fitzgerald ready to go pick off some of these teams above them? I do love what they brought in. You know, they they really threw some darts at some really interesting high upside players in the portal. I, you know, I I, I like what they did, um, but it, it's it's tough sledding. So yeah, give me the Jayhawks. I like that club. Go ahead, Joseph. Got my pocket picked there um, because I think that's a team that that's a case where I think you do go look at the bottom because of the way this league is, where mm -hmm. it, it feels like there's going to be a lot of sameness in terms of generally the the standings here. So you're going to bet on that team just being better, having a new energy, all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, they, they have Valpo, Oakland, Michigan State, the Citadel, all in their non-conference schedule. Like mm -hmm. there's a lot of wins in there. Um, so I think there's some ups and you know, they won't win four games in the big 12 again. I don't know if they'll win more than seven or eight, but like, I think they're going to gain some there too. So anyway, I think it's a good pick. Um, I guess with that being said, I'm choosing between two teams here. I'll go TCU, um, a little bit of a, a, a you know, there are a few wins short of where Oklahoma state was. That was my other team. Um, Oklahoma state ended up with more wins, I believe last year. Um, yeah, so TCU yes. starts from a little bit of a lower level. Um, I think one thing is that last year, I think the champion of the league won 16 games. I think the champion of the league probably wins a few more than that. Now we have predicted, and I agree. I think that team is, is Oklahoma state going into the season. Um, but if TCU is kind of in that mix, I think there's a chance they win more than 16 league games. They won 38 overall games last year. Could I see that number being closer to 45 or so this year? Absolutely. I don't, I, I this just seems like a league to the point we've made it several times already. This doesn't seem like a league where someone's going to get that big 15, 20 point improvement over the previous year. So we're, we're all kind of working on the margins here. It feels like. Love it. KR, this is, yeah. this is your home league. What do you, what say you? I do not have very many good options here. Uh, Boy, I, th I think Baylor's going to be really bad. Um, I guess I got to go Oklahoma State. I mean, if, if Oklahoma State is a top eight team, top nine team in the country, they're going to win more, game more games at 42. So I'll just go with Oklahoma State. Yeah, that's a good pick. Is it me? Like, I, I need to talk. I, I have, I'm super convicted that Oklahoma State's going to Omaha this year. 
like they feel kind of like the team after yeah. the team to me. They, they, yeah. I, well, I yeah, like they have a big year. Season in the last year, I mean, that's just the ultimate motivation, right? Just having a just an old school boxing match and you fall just short. And then this year, you kind of you know get rolling. I don't know. And, and I'll tell you what, I mean, they're going to miss Justin Campbell, but ultimately, um, I think they might have made their pitching staff better because some of the guys that they just kept waiting on um, just didn't ever quite put it all together. And now you got some you know, some fresh blood there on the mound. Obviously, Jerron Watts-Brown, but all the other guys they brought in. I mean, it's a totally new pitching staff. Um, mm-hmm. and, and so you never know. There's a little bit of uncertainty there, but I like the arms. And, and you know what? They're going to hit a ton, uh, and, and I think they're going to pitch better, uh, believe it or not. Yep. Yeah, Rock Reggio. Yeah, it's so funny. I was I was saying to some West Coast people, if you think about um, Oklahoma State, you, we, we were lamenting that the SEC, or they were lamenting the SEC is going to have like five starting shortstops from the state of California. I know what it was. They were giving me a hard time about, hey, we only have three ranked teams west of Texas. And I was like, well, you know, all your shortstops are in the SEC. Look at Oklahoma State. I mean, Rock Reggio and Jerron Watts-Brown are California kids. I mean, even their two best players in 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 some ways are California kids. So, right. anyway, I digress. Um, KR, now you start us off with the Pac-12. Oh, we're going – I thought you were going ACC here. Let's go to the ACC. <laughs> no, hold on. Hold, I, no, hold I on. clearly stated. It was clearly stated. It's on, it's on the Google sheet. You don't get to you don't get to change the rules of the fly here if you don't like your Rejected. Motion does not pass. KR, you pulled over. Dude, I've been sitting here looking at It's like, no, no, let's just make it 65. It's all good. Oh, goodness. I love it. We're going to see Kendall scramble here. I love it. See the wheels turning. Oh, that's what Kendall said. definitely not scrambling. Kendall, Kendall uh, I'm going to go with Washington. The uh, they won 30 games last year. And I think when you look at UW overall, this is a really, really intriguing lineup. I got some really good reports on the Huskies during fall ball. I think the biggest thing when you look at UW are the you know options they have on the mound. Kiefer Lord, the, the transfer, was really good for them in the fall. Uh, I think uh, JK and company are going to surprise some people. I, I think – I don't think it's that crazy to think they could win – 38 to 40 games. I really don't like, I think they've got enough talent to do that, man. This these standings are interesting mm. too. When you start thinking in these terms, it really, Oh is. man, that's a good pick. Ken. I think that's the pick. Um, yeah. They've got arms. They just yeah. got, they've got a lot of arms. They've got to stay healthy. Like you seven yes. starters back for Washington mm-hmm. offensively. Like they're, they're, they're going to be, they're, Washington's going to roll into some parks. You're going to be like, Dang, that's the position player group. Like Will Simpson yes. is a monster. AJ Guerrero rakes. Um, they've got yeah, they're 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 interesting. And that's what well, that's what JK said in the fall too. Was like, hey, like if we stay healthy, this is a no doubt regional team to me. But if we have an injury or two, we're in trouble. Hey, and their shortstop, yeah. by the way, Cam Clayton is sophomore eligible, and mm-hmm. you know made all fifty six starts last year as a freshman for Washington and did more yeah. than hold his own. When I did my Pac-12 prospects and sent them to the director of credibility, David Seifert, Seif said, <laughs> Clayton's got to come up, you know, so as a as a, a draft eligible sophomore. So, yeah, that's a good pick. Uh, boys, give me the Sun Devils of Arizona State. Uh, uh, how about you let Joe make his pick there, Cam? Oh, dang it. Hmm? Let now. Joe? No, well, t- so, yeah. You need I'm to sorry, take them, Joe. Yeah, sorry, Runes. They that's were on my board. Actually, to be fair, like that's my second choice because Washington was my yeah, first Washington choice. My, my thing on Washington quickly is just that they've kind of been the team the last several years that their talent wasn't matching their results. Like there wasn't a lot of doubt about some of the talent there, and it just mm-hmm. wasn't wasn't clicking. And so there's that. They also like quietly played 
pretty well down the stretch last year. It felt like they yeah. kind of figured some things out. So, I mean, they were they were looking at maybe finishing in the cellar of the Pac-12 last year and got to go in the last month of the season and made the Pac-12 tournament, all that stuff. So I think that's a, a good pick there. Arizona State, just I think we know the story by now. Like, they're just rebooting that roster out of the portal, uh, largely, um, and trying to spin that thing up fast. Um, and so we'll, we'll see how it goes. I don't love, from just a, a game standpoint... I, I like it from a enjoyment of college baseball standpoint, but from the purpose of this game, I don't love that they have stuff like a road series in Starkville. Right. Mm, Um, You know, so that's a complicating factor here, but you know um, I think just based on this being no doubt a more talented group in general, I think there's, there's some wins to be, to be gained here and betting on it, not being a team that goes 13 and 17 in the pack. Yeah. And to your point, Joe, like Arizona state got swept at home by BYU last year. Like I think, that type of stuff is probably past them, and yeah, yeah. There's just low hanging fruit here. Boy, this is this is a tough one. You know what? I I need to back up my convictions here. Give me UCLA. Now they mm. won 40 games, 40 and 24, but mm. I believe they're the second best team in the league, which last year was 47 or 48 wins. I just I just have this gut feeling that UCLA's postseason hiccups at some point have to get behind them. Like you can't be that good of a program and keep tripping over yourself in the postseason. Um, and I'm going to need them to go deep in the postseason to get above 40 enough, but yeah, 19 11, the league 40 and 24, obviously they played a lot of freshmen last year. Give me the Bruins. Ah, oh, all right. <clears throat> I like that pick. I like that pick guys. I'm going to go with Wazoo. Ooh, um, yeah. this, That's this, a good pick. This one, you know, I just, I, I feel like, Brian Green and his staff, they've been doing a nice job kind of quietly. I feel like they're, they're lying in the weeds a little bit over there, um, you know, gradually increasing the talent level. It kind of feels like this is the year where maybe they, they take a jump. I know they really like the quality of their arms over there. Um, it feels like it's going to be a better pitching staff. And here's the other thing, you know, I'm, I'm going to, once again, you got to see the field, like Joe said earlier, um, <clears throat> the schedule, guys. Uh, you got a couple against Villanova. You got a couple, three against UC Riverside. That's how we start. Uh, we got three against uh, Southern Indiana at home. I mean, there's some, there's some low hanging fruit here in the non-conference that I think helps. Last year we went uh, 27 and 26. Uh, I think this team could get, uh, you know, 33 to 35 wins. So I'm, I think I'm looking at a seven to nine win improvement. So I'm feeling pretty good about that pick. When you guys read my Pac-12 preview, you're gonna like Washington State even more. You know, their Ooh. bullpen, Chase Grillo, was, you know, broke the Northwoods League record for saves last year. Cam Liss is a funky low 90s lefty. I think the other kid back there is named Dakota Hawkins, who had a 25 to 4 strikeout to walk ratio. I'm, I'm, and, you know, they've 12 wins and 13 wins in the league the last two years. That, that's a good pick, Fitzy. Yeah, I, I like that. Thank well you, done. Coach. Thank you, Coach Rooney. Yeah, not that you need my affirmation, but. Um, Fitz, you're up. ACC, by the way. Yeah, ACC time. Um, so I think there's a few obvious candidates here, but for me, I just feel like there's no way Duke can be as bad as they were last year. Um, yeah, that uh, was that was gonna be my pick. Yeah, well, it's you know, maybe uh, tough. Banana. Maybe next time. Maybe next time you'll you'll read the rules. <laughs> we'll have this problem. <laughs> disappointed. Uh, Twenty-two and thirty-two last year. They finished ten and twenty in the league. Uh, obviously they had some injuries. They had some guys underperform. They have lost Luke Fox again. So they, once again, you're, you're heading into the season without one of your key arms, but that said, um, 
the talent level is pretty darn good. I love what they did uh, with, with the, the freshman class in the recruiting trail. Um, I think you'll see some of those guys play and actually kind of a quietly good group of uh, a four-year transfers that they brought in. Jay Bashirs from, from Northwestern being my favorite. Um, but, you know, this MJ Metz kid, big old donkey at first base from, uh, from Trinity University. We'll see how he adjusts to that step up in competition. Um, you can see Gio DiGiacomo from LSU. Uh, can, is there more in the tank here? Can this guy bounce back and, and maybe be a post-hype sleeper? Josh Salmon from Columbia, really a, a strong-bodied physical corner guy that I think will hit for some power so i think they, they bolstered their lineup the question is do they have enough arms um they have arm strength and they have some depth you, you need a jonathan santucci and an adam boucher now to, to, to figure it out and put it all together as, as weekend starters and and then i think you're going to see a lot of mixing and matching and, and i think they've got the pieces to do that so uh, at the very least you know i don't know if they're gonna be a regional team or not uh last year i felt like they really would be and it just did not happen uh this year I don't know if they will be, but I could see it. And one thing I, I can tell you is they're, they're going to be more like a 30 to 35 win team than a, than a 22 win team. I like that. Uh, boys, I'm going to go NC State. You know, when we did the the rankings pod, Fitzy, you talked about NC State as they just hit. They, they were 36 and 21 last year. And, you know, we've debated whether they should have been in the NCAA tournament or not last year. But, you know, the truth is they were 14 and 14 in the league. They were 36 and 21 overall. Um, I, that gives you a different level of urgency when you get snubbed like that the following year, your team has a different edge to it. So I think that's going to help NC state, you know, Chris Hart and that staff, they just recruit so well, but it, it's going to boil down to the pitching. It's a lot of familiar names, you know, Sam Highfill, if he's healthy, Matt Willardson, um, Logan Whitaker. I love that. They got that Rio Britton kid from Oregon who, if it comes together for him, this is like a, you know, He's like a he's too athletic to be left-handed, but he is left-handed. Yeah. And so sorry, left-handers. The um most of my family's left-handed. That's probably going to be poorly received. But that said, I think you guys know what I'm saying. Um, if NC State pitches, they're they're going to be a 40 plus win uh, team, and that's what I'm counting on. Like it. Jose. All right. Uh, a couple couple choices here. Um, I feel like Kindle's gonna be left with a with a at least one good choice. Um, so I feel just from a humanitarian standpoint, I feel good about that. Um, Hashtag, you know what? Handle. I am gonna go, I'm going to use what I'm now calling the LSU corollary that, that fit used earlier and go with wake forest. Um, and some of my logic there is like, if we really believe they're a top five team, we're saying they're going to Omaha. Right. So like that there, that creates a baseline for what our expectations are. So, the other thing is that they won 41 games last year and only went 15, 14 and one in the league. Um, so that suggests to me that they're cleaning up largely in non-conference. This is it's not typically a team that's playing like a lot of big marquee non-conference games. They don't play in these big tournaments necessarily. So, you know, it's a team that's doing work in, in midweek games and in the non-conference weekends. So if they're, if that's a team that comes closer to 20 wins in conference, um, you know, I think obviously, we're, we're looking at 45 wins there just right off the bat or thereabouts. So I'm going to go that direction using, again, the logic that I that I think I, I would have overlooked this team probably had Aaron not taken LSU earlier just because I think it's a similar similar type of thing. Fitzy sent Joe a batch of that really good Deke Day Kool-Aid, Kendall. So <laughs> just know what you're dealing with all year. Three of the four I wouldn't have taken it regardless. <laughs> Hashtag Haterade. Haterade. 
uh, what do you what are you doing for the ACC KR? What do you who do you I'll like? I'll go with the Seminoles. I, oh, I just think yeah. when you look at uh, Florida State and the fact they won thirty four games last year, we're, Aaron and I were just talking about this on the NCA video. But you know when you look at their weekend rotation with Kroll, Baumeister, that you know Chuck Rosano at the ABCA convention was talking about, he thinks he's going to take a huge step forward. You're talking about Carson Montgomery. Is this finally the year that he kind of dials everything in? And then I just believe that Link is going to have that team very solid offensively as the season progresses. So I just think when you look at Florida State, you look at the schedule early on, James Madison, FGCU, Pitt, BC, those are four of your, four of your first five weekends. You get that TC series on the road, which will be tough. But uh, Florida State has a chance here to, to really kind of – you know, build some momentum going going into kind of the heart of ACC the uh, ACC schedule. So, uh, I, I feel pretty confident they'll they'll best thirty four wins. I think this is a team that wins. I don't know 40, 41, 42, 43 games. They yeah. are. They were hard. I I, I don't want to relitigate it. They were hard to leave out of the top top twenty five. Yeah, was, just it was a hard team to not rank. But they have a lot of improving pieces. I mean, we we talked about the pitching staff, but really outside of Kroll. Uh, they have something to prove there, even though they have the talent. I, I think it's an important, uh, you know, the Link Jarrett piece of this too. Just, I mean, remember how quickly Notre Dame looked like a completely different team after he arrived, you know, yeah. and I'm not saying that's, who knows if that's translatable, right? That could have just been a specific group of guys who, you know, you know, his message just connected with, but, um, you know, but I, I think there's maybe something to that. So I, I wouldn't be shocked if that's kind of what we see where it's very quickly apparent that this is a, a whole different FSU team. Yeah, that's the question for me is I just I think coaching's not that easy. And Link Jarrett made it look like beyond easy in her name. And I just, you know, I'm I'm really curious to see is is Link Jarrett, you know, we know Link Jarrett's really, really good at coaching college baseball. But man, what, what they did in Notre Dame was ridiculous. They, they went from irrelevant in their own league to taking Tennessee down to go to Omaha in like three years. Like, how's that even possible with the same kids, by the way? Yeah. yeah, I mean, just unthinkable what they did. Uh, boys, before we start the four wild card rounds, um, I want to encourage everyone. Th this is by far the best time of the year to get a subscription to D1Baseball.com. Type in, remember, you type in RuneDog66 and you'll pay 115%. Uh, there's a tariff. Don't do that. Type in Save23 and you'll get 20% off. So Save23 is what you want. If you type in RuneDog66, I think the computer will reject it and you will not get a subscription. Um, so do save 23 instead. And that is for uh, any of the subs, whether you're doing the D1 baseball annual sub, whether you're doing the combo with SEC extra. We also want to really encourage that Joe and Mark Etheridge have some incredible stuff on the SEC extra sub site and the, the subscriptions. We're, we're off to a great start. There's tremendous momentum um, and excitement around that piece. So I um, want to encourage everyone save 23, get you 20 percent off. Hey, um, uh, hey, yes. Rune Dog, uh, was sixty six your number back in the day? At, at ASU, it was yes. Sweet, that's excellent. Because ASU has no less than like fifty retired numbers, so my choices were sixty six, sixty nine, and seventy two, and sixty six felt like the uh, least like problematic. That. Yeah, Grant Graham Rossini, the great Graham Rossini, senior associate athletic director at Arizona State, still calls me sixes. So getting called sixes was kind of cool. Ooh, that, that is cool. Like, that is yeah, cool. I'll take that. Can we just call you that. Yeah, sure. Why not? We're we're up for anything. Um, all right, boys. We got four rounds left, and my team's terrible, but that's okay. This is that's why we play the games. Uh, Kendall, you're gonna go Ooh. first. Four from the the 26 leagues we haven't mentioned. Four teams. Um, do whatever you want. 
Dude, I feel very good about this pick. I'm going to go with Indiana. Indiana finished ninth place in the Big Ten last year. They had a 27-32 and overall record. I think Jeff Mercer is a really good coach. I think they're going to be much improved this year. I would have them probably in the top three or four in that league going into the season. And and get this, between Carter Matheson, Brock Tibbetts, and Matthew Ellis, that's 47 home runs they have back this year. So you combine him with guys like Evan Goforth and Phil Glasser, that's a really stout lineup. Now they have some question marks on the mound, but in the Big Ten, I mean, you're you're hard-pressed to find uh, many, many better offenses in Maryland. Uh, Indiana and of course Rutgers. I mean that that's a that's a big time offense. I think Indiana is going to be much better than twenty seven wins. Interesting, boy, that is a very good pick. But hey, but I, but I will say this. I will say this. The one thing to keep an eye on Indiana, the schedule early on is anything but easy. Um, they're at Auburn, at Texas. They have a, a tournament they, they, where they face ECU, Georgetown, which Edwin Thompson did a great job with that team last year. We'll see how they do this year. They did Long Beach State, and they finished off with Bellarmine. But, uh, I mean, those first three weekends were not a cakewalk by any means. Very difficult. Look at you guys getting in the schedules. That's that's yeah. Coach Rooney's research is not getting We're playing deep. 3D chess over here, Rooney. <laughs> 3D chess. 3D chess, and you still pick a team with a brutal schedule. What are you doing? It's going to make it hard to improve. Uh, so we're, good. Hey, we're good, man. Hey. I've got that little momentum after last year. Just, just let me do my thing. You had a good year. Let last it, year. yeah. Let him cook. Let, let him Kendall cook. Yes. <laughs> uh, hopefully, I'm hopefully not... better than Russell Wilson this year. That's yeah, right, yeah. Russ. He was a carrot, a bad shredded carrot. <laughs> um, Joe, I'm not going to bat out of order this time. I'm going southeastern Louisiana. Um, so a team that last year had apocalyptically bad injury luck. They went into a regional last year and game one starter was a freshman walk-on who I don't want to put words in Matt Reiser's mouth, but kind of seemed like when we, when we talked that it was not a guy they were expecting to really be part of like the main core of the pitching staff. So that's a team that dealt with really bad injury luck, finished just above 500 overall 14 and 10 in the league. Um, but they got really hot at the end of the year. Now they've got everybody back theoretically healthy. Um, the depth on the mound is is really good. It's a, uh, They always play like a really kind of um, chaotic in a good way. Offensive brand of baseball, they run, they, they push the issue. They've got athletes on the field. Um, and I think the big thing here is that they only won 14 league games last year. And I think it was way more talented a team than that, that the injuries just got them. So I, I think that's a team that probably wins, you know, closer to 20 league games. Um, you know, given, given just, I think I don't mean to be disrespectful about it. It hurts my heart to say as someone who went to at the time a Southland conference school, but the rest of that league, um, has just not been as good of late. The, the depth in that league is just not there in a way that maybe it was at another time in history. So I think there's an opportunity for the lions to really run up the score in, in terms of conference record. And I think that's going to be helpful. I mean, there's some complicating factors here. They're going to play LSU in the midweek. They play, you know, Louisiana and Texas schools in the midweek, and that's always going to make life a little bit more difficult, but I've got faith that they're just going to do enough in the league to make this a good pick. You can take the kid out of the Southland Conference, Joe, but you can't take the Southland right. Conference out of Very the Very on-brand pick there, Joe. Exactly right. Yes, that's right. Uh, boys, give me the Cal State Fullerton Titans, 22-33 and 33 last year. Um, you know, I, I just believe in that it's an old team this year. I believe in Jason Dietrich and his staff. They have two 24-year-olds 
on their pitching staff. Tyler Stoltz will pitch on Fridays. They've listed Finn Chester as their um, as a reliever. I think he's a starter. He, he threw like a 78-pitch complete game last year against Long Beach. Um, I love Zach Lou, their third baseman. He's a five-foot, eight-and-a-half, three-hole hitter who's a baller uh, nominee for the all-fit team. Let's get that documented immediately. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, give me give me Fullerton going over 30 wins and, and carrying the day for the fabulous Rune Dogs. The fabulous Rune Dogs. The Rune Diggities. Fantastic. Yes, sir. Um, all right. There's a lot of directions we could go here, guys. Boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Um, I've got so many candidates on the board. Where do I go? The board. Put it on the board. Uh, all right. We're going to start with this. The Ohio State Buckeyes. Uh, oh, dang it. Only won 21 games last year. Consider this just a vote of confidence in Bill Mosiello. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, looking at their roster, it's like, well, I don't know, you know, maybe. Um, there's, some, there's some things to like here. I mean, on the position player side especially, uh, you got a good Friday night guy back uh, with Travis Lundsman. I mean, with, um, I'm sorry, Isaiah Coupe. Coupe, I believe it is, the lefty. Okay. Um, yeah, there's, there's, look, there's a lot of room for improvement. They were not good last year, uh, but these guys can coach. Um, you know, I, I'm expecting a big year from, from, uh, from Cade Kern, of course, you know, toolsy guy. Um, I I don't know. I mean, I just have a feeling about this team. I I think that they're, there's no way they can be as bad as they were last year. It's kind of like the Duke pick. Um, so we're going to take the Buckeyes and I get another one. You do. Guys, give me the Govs of Austin P. Oh, dang it. That's a great pick. Um, just a team with a, a new coaching staff that dramatically turned over the roster. You know, 20-ish, 21. I think it's more than 20 transfers that they brought in. And some some very interesting names in that transfer group. Some of uh, Roland Fanning's old uh, old guy, uh, buddies from Oklahoma State, you know, um, who now will have a chance to, to kind of gets that regular playing time that they haven't had before. Uh, and let's see it now. You know, let's see if, if uh, um, a Lyle Miller Green and, and, a, and a Garrett Martin, if now, now that they get kind of the door open for them, if they can live up to the talent, we've seen it before. I mean, it's, it's, it's in there. Um, I think this team has a chance to, to make, make a splash this year. So um, 19 wins, guys. There's, there's a lot of – I mean, they played it. Now, this is a team that I, they did schedule very aggressively, so we'll see. But um, I think there's room for improvement here. Oh, that's a good pick. Do you guys know, I don't know if you saw this, but the, um, so, you know, we, we all love Roland Fanning, you know, from, you know, he's an Oklahoma state guy, his days at Kentucky as a recruiter, great energy. Um, it, w- it was someone that was really passionate about trying to be a, a head coach in division one baseball. He, you know, and, and Austin P gives him that opportunity and he, uh, Roland was just on the MLB network is doing a show right now called back to school where, you know, kudos to MLB network where they're attempting to, give college baseball more love and you know like i want to credit their their broadcasters where those guys do not cover college baseball at all and they're having to do these interviews with college coaches and get up to speed and you know they're they're exposed in that regard but they're doing a great job roland reaches out to some of us and gets john morosi's contact information and gets himself on that show and i think some people might look at that and say that's self-promotion i couldn't disagree more that's how you build a program like Austin P, which is super nondescript, right? Like Roland, like th- that's that's the way you change the profile of your your program. So, I, yeah, I, and Roland did it the way you you know Roland would do it, right? He literally wore his full Austin P uniform. 
for like that. didn't dress like it was great it was perfect so anyway i love that that's hilarious thing. i wondered how austin p got on that show that makes a lot of sense yeah roland hustled that's what I he got did. Love it. and that's yeah. you hashtag know, want and listen, I mean, they, they got some, again, there's some names here. This is a fascinating roster. Nick James from North Carolina was a big-time recruit. Yeah. Hadn't stayed healthy. Hadn't really get an opportunity. This could be your Friday guy. Uh, apparently, they're going to they're gonna let Lyle Miller-Green pitch, by the way. This was a guy that uh, kind of stood out for his, his his freaky raw power, but, you know, the hit tool was, was holding him back. Uh, they got him penciled in as a number two starter, and apparently he's been up to 94 miles an hour. So just a really fascinating team. I'm, I'm eager to see how that plays out. That's an awesome pick, Fitzy. All right, boys, I want to make sure you're in athletic positions because you're about to get genred. And what genred means, the verb to genre, means that I'm about to zig when you guys zag. Mm. And what I'm about to drop on you is the uh, UT Arlington Mavericks? Really? The Mavs? The Mavos, man. They were, they were 15 and 39 in the Sun Belt last year, 7 and 23 in the league. They are now a whack team. And so uh, that, that's your genre is a league, you know, going from the Sun Belt where, boy, those wins are hard to find. And the whack is going to be, I think, way more gettable for UT Arlington. So give me the Mavs. Love it. By the way, Clay Van Hook, too. Like you're, you're invest, I'm investing in a coach there as well. So it's a good pick. I appreciate that. You know, I, I, this is my first time doing this exercise. And at the risk of getting myself kicked off of this, I, uh, <laughs> I, di- I didn't really listen to the ones you guys have done in the past. You know, it's, it's a busy time of year. Okay. Like lay off me. All right. That's right. So, um, but I'm glad that there's like a, a little bit of diversity of thought here, you know, cause I thought, you know, with me choosing, you know, like Southeastern Louisiana, like I might be the only one kind of like digging around in the really, you know, for, for different angles and stuff, but, uh, lo and behold, here we are. I love it. Okay. Let's go. Um, speaking of which, I'm going with High Point. Ooh. Uh, oh, wow. Big South. They were not on my board, just, just for 23 <laughs> wins, 23 wins last year. But listen, listen to this. So I saw them in the fall and, and part of this could just be the bias of like, you see a team in the fall and you talk yourself into it. Like we've, we've all been there. Right. But I've got a couple things here. One, their rotation starts with lefty Sam Garcia, who had an ERA under two last year, really funky lefty. It's like fastball is like 90, 92, but it, it, it plays up from there. Their number two is Gus Hughes, who started his career at Charlotte, um, went to Juco. He played at Gaston College, which you might have seen. They've gotten some media attention because that was like a startup Juco program that just had a bunch of dudes end up there. Um, and now he's back at high point, but it's the fastball is 91, 93. He's got a, like a hammer curveball that spins above 3000 RPM. Like no disrespect to high point. Like I like that coaching staff, like, but he feels like a guy that could be pitching in a lot of places in leagues that aren't the big South. Um, and yet he's there and their Sunday guy is the guy who was their Friday guy last year, Carter Shepard, who's up to 98 miles an hour. Like Ooh. I saw more in the fall, like more like 93, 94. Um, but his secondary stuff is coming along. And then they've got a couple of guys who've been in the rotation for them in past years who are now their fourth, fifth guys, their relievers. The depth is a lot better than it was. It's an older lineup. They've gotten more athletic. And I think the other piece here is that with an improving team in that league, that the bottom of the big South is usually not very good. And so I do think for any team that's kind of moving up in that league, like, yes, you're going to lose games to Campbell. You're going to lose games to, you know, USC upstate at this point, but there are just a lot of wins available to a team that's talented in that league. And, and I think high point is now at that point where we can call them one of the more talented teams in that league. That's a great poll right there. Love it. Love it. Uh, KR two from you, man, this last pick is last two picks are going to be tricky. I feel really good about these two picks boys. 
First, I'm going to go in the Missouri Valley and go to Missouri State. DBU is out of that league now. Ooh. Missouri State finished near the bottom of that conference last year with an 8-13 and 13 conference record, 31 overall wins. First off, looking at their schedule, their non-conference slate is extremely favorable. Um, they get Cal Poly, Central Arkansas, Arkansas State, SIU Edwardsville to kick things off. They're at ECU, but, boy, they can rack up some wins early there. And I think when you look at this, you know, Missouri State club, keep getting the club, you know, you look offensively at the return of Spencer Nivens and Mason Greer. Those are two guys that had double-digit home runs last year. You look at the pitching staff, uh, you know, on the front of the rotation with Jake Eddington. He's one of the, the big risers. If you look back at our rising pitchers prospect list from the fall, he's one of the top guys on there on David, David Seifert's list. was up to 97 in the fall. If you remember Gage Bradley, guys, from Vanderbilt, he's now their number three starter at Missouri wow. State. So there's talent throughout this roster. There's experience from an offensive standpoint. Zero doubt they're going to finish much better than 8-13 and 13 in Missouri Valley, and they'll certainly finish with more than 31 wins, especially when you look at the front end of that non-conference schedule. That also includes a home date against Oklahoma State. So even the, even the tough games early on, they're at home in Springfield. Love it. Great pick. Great pick there, Raj. That is a good pick. Gosh, uh, that, you kind of took my genre, Kendall, and went next level with it. Like, I'm thinking about teams changing leagues. You're t- looking at teams that benefit from people leaving leagues. That's three, Dude, 3D chess is like I just said. Seriously. Might have been 4D, <laughs> honestly. See, we, we know we can count on Aaron not to keep track of realignment, so that kind of gives us <laughs> a little bit of an advantage. In that That's part. a great point. It's a great point. I'll be honest with you. It's possible one of the picks I've already made today, I forgot they changed leagues. It's, it's entirely yeah. possible. Fitzy's, hey, you know what? Fitzy's hey, even I forget sometimes. Pass. I was talking to Dan Heefner at the ABCA, and I made a comment about, yeah, man, you know, Missouri Missouri Valley, you know, it's going to be a little bit better this year. And I just kept going on about the Mo Valley. He looks at me and goes, yeah, you realize we're not in that conference this year, right? And so, oh, so great. The, the best of us forget about it. Um, yeah, it's impossible. And, and Kendall. That's right. The best of us and Kendall. Oh, I yeah, see what exactly. you did there. Whatever. <laughs> go, go, go on. Uh, you know guess. what? My next pick, I'm not even going to analyze it. I'll be very honest with you. If they finish anywhere near this, like something, I don't know what they need to do, but something's got to be better. I'm going to go with San Diego State. Yeah. They Dang went it. 10 and 20 and 18 and 38 in the Mountain West last year. I, I mean, I would be beyond floored if San Diego State, with the talent they have in that program, finishes the year with 18 wins and 10 wins in conference yep. play this year. Yep. No, it's, that's a good pick. They were on my board for sure. Do you know, yeah. I'm considering, it's not my turn, but I just want to say this out loud. I'm now looking at teams that I know nothing about, and I might make a pick that I just want to root for this team. So there you go. Just make just a pick. Just go there. find a team like San Diego State. You don't have to look at like what they had coming back. It's just like by default, they should be way better than an 18-win team. I did have, have San Diego State on my board, and then you just yeah. absconded them. We all, sounds like we all did. Yes. Uh, Aaron, you can be honest. Do, do you um, – do you know what league Austin P's in now? Uh, they're in the A Sun, Joe, but I didn't this maybe remember that until five minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> Look at Joe calling people out. Thank you for that. That's, that's well, wrong. So see, I would, of... see, that is one thing I would never do to you, Aaron. Hospital <laughs> you're, ball. You're a class act, Raj. Thank you. <laughs> the reason it the reason I bring it up is in part because my next choice. So I'm gonna I'm gonna hedge a little bit because there's been a lot of bets on. Although I guess C-Law was a regional team last year, but you know I bet on High Point um, in my major conference picks. I've gotten some teams that, that were just kind of okay last year, so I want to hedge and like find a, a good team that I think could be even better, a, a team where there's less downside risk, right? Because some of these teams, 
might just not be very good again. So I'm going to go Southeast Missouri State. Mm. Uh, regional team last year, 137 games. They're starting from a pretty high place. However, I think the team is better. Uh, they bring a lot of players back. Um, I think they're better on the mound. And then crucially, and this is why it came up with Austin P. the OVC loses Belmont, who was the best team in the conference last year, regular season-wise, and loses Austin P. who I think I agree with Fitzy that they are going to be better this year. And they brought in a couple of teams from Division Two, And so neither of which are expected to be like a Grand Canyon type situation. So I do, I think there's just a lot of wins on the board for, for SEMO here. So, you know, this could be, uh, this is not going to be a big, because they're starting from such a high level, this is not going to be a big wins gainer, but I feel pretty good about this one getting me on the board. That's a good program. That's, uh, yeah. Andy Sawyer's can coach now. Um, all right. This team that's on my board may just have the best hashtag slash Twitter handle in our sport. Um, so let's not overthink it. Give me Quinnipiac, the Q baseball. They were 15 and 33 last year, and they were only eight and 15 in the league in the Mac two A's second well A's for awesome. Well um, so yeah, give me the Quinnipiac Bobcats, the Q baseball. Wow. Great I did units, not expect you to go that route. They have unbelievable uniforms. Just throwing that out there. Do you well, know well, any, do you know any of their starters though? I do. Rec- I don't know any of their starters, but I remember. I remember their catcher getting thrown out at Mississippi State. I know. I'm just messing. Yeah, that with was you. amazing. I think Kendall he might be. Kendall would never call me out, but he would call Runes out. What we've just learned. That's because well, I know their hashtag. Man. You guys want me to know player names? Come, what, what the heck? <laughs> an operation we're running here? All right, I got two here, and these are my, my last two picks of the day. First off, I'm going to give you the Wichita State Shockers, gentlemen. Ooh, that was a good pick. They were on the board. Yeah, uh, 21 and 36 last year, just a disastrous season. Um, I felt like they had more talent than that. I thought they'd be a lot more competitive than they were. And, and you look at what's coming back. I mean, especially, I think, on the mound with, with Cameron By and Peyton Toll, and um, you throw in Clark Candiotti guys, the, the son of Tom. As far oh, as wow. I know, uh, as far as I know, he's not a knuckleballer. I don't know if he even has one. I mean, I know he's a, he's a 90-91 guy with a slider. Love to see him work in a knuckleball, but uh, transferred in from, from – uh, Grayson CC, I believe, and started his career at St. Mary's, but he's there now too. Um, I kind of think that, you know, there's an interesting group of pitchers, um, certainly some, a few familiar names back in the lineup, uh, like like Brock Rod in particular, you had had a really big year last year. Nobody really paid attention because they were so bad. Um, they added some nice, you know, uh, transfer pieces as well. It sounds like they think they're going to be a lot more offensive. And you got Lauren Hibbs running the show now. Um, Eric Wedge is gone, but I feel like you've, you've got some good continuity here with, with, with Hibbs and Mike Sirianni and Mike Pelfrey all back. And, and Lauren, of course, has been around a long time and, and knows how to be, I think, a steady hand there. So uh, I, I kind of like the, 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 that combination, you know, the, the fact that you've got a change in leadership, but you still have continuity. Um, you've got some guys back, but you've also upgraded the talent level. Uh, I think Wichita will, will be a factor in the American this year. So Love it. <clears throat> And then for my last pocket on this one, I'm going to be a little chapped. I'm just going to say that out loud. Well, um, I don't think I'm going to. I I don't think this is where you're where you're headed. Uh, I'm going to go, guys, with Troy. Oh, yeah. Mm. I didn't. I didn't think you saw that coming. This this team had a pretty good year last year. They were 32 and 24. But I'll tell you, I think they could. I think they could make a run at 40 wins. Uh, It just it feels like a team that. 
is, is really competitive and it's a new Sun Belt. It's a very challenging Sun Belt, but I mean, I didn't think there was a big drop off when I was in there this fall. I didn't think there was a big drop off between them and, and the other top teams in that league. You know, I mean, pitching wise, uh, I think they, well, it, there's, there's arm strength. Okay. I mean, there, there's guys, there's some guys that need to, to establish themselves. Um, but, uh, uh, I, I was impressed. I think there's power in the lineup. I think there's athleticism. It feels like a balanced team. Skylar Mead has really transformed, uh, kind of the energy level in that program and the talent level. Um, keep an eye on these guys, you know, between Garrett Gaines and, um, you know, Zach fruit and Brady Fuller, Got a chance to be a really good rotation. Uh, love some of the guys in the bullpen. Grady Gorgon, low slot lefty, is pretty nasty. Keep an eye on that guy. It's just a team that I'm I'm betting on. So 32 and 24 last year, and I think they they get 40 wins. It's so like that's I love that you're invested in the Sun Belt because that's the new American, right? Like that's yeah. going to be a three and four bid league from now on. So I love that. Um, boys, give me the Kent State Golden Flashes. Yeah. They were 24 and 29 last year. They have seven of nine starters back. They feel like they're healthier on the mound. Jake Casey, Kendall, I'll give you a player name. I'll step up my game. Jake Casey, son of Sean Casey. Um, he is a six foot three left-handed hitter who they think is getting ready to come into his own. There's good power there. So um, yeah, give me the Kent State Golden Flashes to rebound and uh, Jake Casey leading the way. Do they call him the mayor, the mayor of Kent, Jake Casey? <laughs> That that is uh, my research has not gotten me there yet, but but uh, stand by, stay tuned. All right. Tornado Joe, what say you? I've been feverishly in the background here trying to see if there's somebody else that I can. I, I do have a list, by the way. Like I can when we get done here. I know Kendall's still got a pick, but like I'm sure we also have like a few other to rattle off of stuff we have on the board that I found vaguely interesting. Um, Kendall doesn't have a list, Joe. You're given that's not that's not how he rolls. He comes up the line of scrimmage, reads the defense, and makes five D chess. Is there such thing as five D? I don't know. Well, I mean, I guess Kendall's gonna take Kendall's gonna take whoever he's gonna take, right? Like regardless. So if he's already got his team, like like South Dakota State, someone I thought about because they won 20 games last year. They're typically pretty good. They weren't last year, like they were in the league, but we know the bottom of that league is typically not very good. But the problem with that is I really like North Dakota State's team. Um, and then Oral Roberts is always going to be really talented and I like Omaha. So it's like, okay, well there's half the league. So like, I, you know, that, that seems like tough. Milwaukee is kind of similar. They won 17 games last year. And typically that's a team that's like right there with UIC, maybe not as good as Wright state, but that's typically the solidly third best team in that conference. Right. So that was a team I thought about Seton Hall is kind of similar. Like they've really kind of fallen on hard times. And so it, that feels like a, a program that might make a move. I thought about Gardner Webb in this regard um, as a program kind of on the move, but ultimately I'm going to go with a team that's just good. And I think could be better. And that's Charlotte. Um, You know, I think it's a team with a chance to be the best team in conference USA when it's all said and done. I I think conference USA is still going to be like a little bit of a knife fight, you know, so it's going to be tough for anyone to really distinguish themselves, but that is a team that is going to absolutely rake. Um, You know, Jake Cunningham is a guy who could hear his name called, you know, um, really as high as you want, you know, like he's a guy, the ceiling on him is just really, really high. Austin Knight the is ceiling back, is the roof, right, Joe? The ceiling is the roof. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> you know, Austin Knight is back. I he's a guy who, you know, I would have thought would not be in college baseball anymore, just with with how productive he's been throughout his career. So I mean, it's a team that's really going to hit. The pitching has been the question with them the last couple of years, and a lot is going to have to. I mean, 
they've they're going to have to have a lot go right for that pitching staff to be what leads the way given how good the offense is but i think it's going to be better the name is donye evans the, the vanderbilt transfer was electric in the fall there was just rave reviews coming from all angles about how he looked this fall so even just having a guy cause that's one thing charlotte hasn't necessarily had they've had some good arms but the last couple of years they, they haven't really had a real workhorse you know a, a guy who's just going out there every friday and giving him a chance so um, so, you know, let's go with the Niners. Cause could that be a, a 40, you know, 43, 44 win team? I think, I think that's on the table. So I'm going that direction as opposed to, uh, you know, betting on a, a bad team being better. I think I even threw out Charlotte and the, the other video that Kendall and I recorded today for the NCAA, I think I threw out Charlotte as my, uh, I guess Omaha sleeper was the term that, that was wow. used. So yeah, I'm with you on that Joe. Love it. Charlotte is going to the American, but they're not there yet. Is that correct? I'm the wrong guy That's to ask. Right. Yeah, there's like there's there's <laughs> like a here, yeah there there's a really weird like kind of transition period where them and and, and Rice and and others are are heading over. Because the, the two big changes in play this year to me in my mind are DBU to Conference USA that happened, S- Southern Miss to the Sun, to Belt. Sun Belt that happened with Marshall and Old Dominion and Old right? Dominion and, and James Dominion. Madison. Okay, so the Sun Belt changes mm-hmm. are they're Dramatic. in yeah Sa- Sam Houston players. also in Conference USA. Writers uh, that know that's next year. That that might be next that's year. That's next year. They're in the whack one more year. Look at us look getting at, over our say. skis. Well, the that's whack. right. We were, we were, no, the same Sam Houston's in the whack. Oh, that's, right. yeah. that's okay. Georgia Tech will be in the Pac 12 by this time next year. So <laughs> how about how about Kevin Warren, the commissioner of, of the well, I'm sorry, the president of the Chicago Bears blows up college sports and like he gone. Peace. But, <laughs> See ya. <laughs> yeah, USC and UC Lake. Congratulations. Your your prize is road trips to Rutgers. That's a, that's a legit like mic drop right there. That was a mic drop. Yeah. He's a Notre Dame law graduate, so I'm I'm all in on Kevin Warren, but that is that is classic. He was that, here. That for is five a hashtag minutes. upgrade when it comes to baseball, though. Yes, that's right. Getting him out of there. Um, oh, you, did, you didn't think he was he was pro baseball, KR? Uh negative. Well, it, 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 Jim Delaney was the worst for baseball, yeah. so I think that he was an upgrade. It's like in that slow, regard. you know, slow, steady progress, I guess you want to call That's it. Right. That's right. All right. We, speaking of the, the Big Ten. Game. Oh, speaking of the Big Ten, there's a no-brainer ah, Big yeah, Ten. Yeah, I know. Where he's, I'm, I'm going, going to write it down now. Off. Yeah. Okay, but that might have been a bad way to say it. Uh, Nebraska. I'm going to yeah. go with Nebraska. Yeah. Great. Twenty-three and thirty last year. Ten and fourteen in the league. I'll tell you what, Nebraska is one of those teams, guys, that I saw earlier in the year last year at St. Houston, and something was just off. I mean, they had some injuries, but, like, the, the pitching wasn't coming together. The the guys offensively they were expecting to have big-time years just didn't look very good. It was just one of those weird years, as Will Bolt kind of put it. But I think when you look at Nebraska this year, it's a roster that you can really buy stock in. I mean, Emmett Olsen will be their Friday guy. I mean, he has a – had a velocity bump up to 96, 97 this fall. You know, we talked about Wichita State and some of the arms. They had back like Peyton Toll and guys like that. But, you know, they get Jace Kaminska from Wichita State. They really like Caleb Clark, a freshman. But then you look at the back end of the bullpen with Shea Shanneman and then offensively with the return of Max Anderson and, and a few others. I mean, that's a, that's a really, really solid foundation. I think this program is going to be hungry this year. There's no doubt those guys are good coaches. So I think Nebraska – is going to make massive improvement over that record. Love, Love it. That pick. I almost made that pick myself three rounds ago, and then I forgot about him like an idiot. Joe, who's left on your board? Give us a quick rattle, lightning round. Who are some teams that you didn't get to? 
I, I mean, I cleaned it off there. I mean, it was South Dakota State, Milwaukee, Seton Hall, Gardner-Webb. UTSA was, I guess, one I didn't mention, but they're kind of in a similar boat as Charlotte. They won a bunch of games last year, but I, I feel like they're kind of on the precipice of, of something bigger. So if you're looking for a good team, that was that was one that I had on my board. Fitzy, how about you? Do you have any good teams left? I can give you my board. I got three or four teams. So the rest of my board was Kent State uh, and Nebraska, but I also had UNCW as a team uh, that I think, you know, I mean, kind of in that Troy category, they went, they went 31 and 24 last year. They were fine. Uh, but I think they have a chance to be better than that this year. So, um, you know, that league is, is gettable and um, it's a quality program that does have talent. Uh, that would be the other team for me. So most of my board, Minnesota was 16 and 30. I just, I can't believe they're going to just be terrible again. Yeah. Um, they seem like they're better this year, less green. And so, uh, Cincinnati, that's a bet on Scott Googans. They were 24 and 31. I just think that's a, he's a really good coach. Pepperdine was 24 and 26. I mean, again, that's just a believer in the pedigree of the program. Northwestern 24 and 27. That would have been a bet on Jim Foster. Here's the one I'm going to be kicking myself on. Princeton was seven and 33 last year. Oh, Wow. There's no way a school of that ilk can be that bad in a sport like over and over again. I think this is Scott Bradley's last year. Is that correct, Kendall? Does that sound right? That he's retiring after? Yeah, this I think year? he announced he's retiring after this year. Yeah. So right. Princeton would have been a great pick, but I just, just uh, you know, had other places, other people to see, other places to go, as they say. Um, gentlemen, well done. Well done. Do we want to let, let's do our picks? Just one more, like a, a, yeah. a, a farewell. Fitzy, start us off. Read us your picks. I got LSU going from 40 wins to 59 this year, uh, plus 19 improvement. <laughs> wow. uh, I got I got West Virginia from 33 wins to uh, uh, 41. Hashtag projection system. Yeah, I'm Washington, not going that far. No, Washington either. State, uh, I forget. What I had projected there, I think I had a plus seven or nine win. Duke, 22 wins last year. They're definitely going to be in the 30s. Ohio State, uh, whatever, 21 wins last year. Come on, that's easy money. Bill, Billy Moe, going to get it done. Uh, Austin P, the Govs, all those transfers from 19 wins. They're going to move way up. Wichita State, uh, what did I say? 21 wins there. But they're going to be a lot better. And Troy, 32 wins is kind of my uh, – Got field choice. We'll see. They, they won 32 last year. There's It's going to be harder in that league to win more games, but vote of confidence in that roster. Well, Fitzy's team name is going to be called the hashtag broken algorithm because that is those are some bad projections right there. I'm going to go South Carolina, Kansas, UCLA, NC State, Cal State Fullerton, UT Arlington, the Q Baseball, Quinnipiac, and Kent State, your golden flashes. Jose? I have Alabama, TCU, Arizona State, Wake Forest, Southeastern Louisiana, Southeast Missouri State, Charlotte, and High Point. Great uniforms, Joe. I think your group might have the best uniforms of, of, of Ooh, ours. But TCU and Arizona mm-hmm. State elite unis. Wake has sneaky great unis. SEMO um, has good unis. Yeah, I like the, I like the uni game there. I don't Who know. do you have, Kendall? Give us your teams. I go Mississippi State going from uh, 26 wins to a lot more than that. Uh, I got Oklahoma State. Projection. Yeah, I'm definitely not making projections. Uh, Washington, they won 30 games last year. I think this is a team that, that wins close to 40. I think they they could find their way into a regional. I don't know where uh, Coach Rooney p- picked them in the Pac-12 just yet. I'll have to look here in a second. 
Uh, I got Florida State, Indiana, Missouri State, San Diego State, who finished dead last in the Mount West, uh, Mountain West last year. And, of course, Nebraska. Nebraska and Indiana being those two teams that finished near the bottom of the Big Ten last year that we all expect to make significant improvements this year. Look at Kendall, Big Ten homer. I had Washington sixth in the Pac-12 currently. Hey, hey Coach Rooney, um, if I may, I'd like to give out the game ball this week to, to Kendall J. Rogers. What a perform- What a bounce back <laughs> performance See, after, after last week's disaster this guy brought the heat today raj well done uh kendall you did get props you got props from somebody texted me and said okay first of all kendall getting you know going down in the middle of the podcast is unprecedented but the fact that you <laughs> jumped right back into the podcast and said when you look at louisville like not do you did not miss a beat it was like just hey, literally jump uh, up on the mound and make pitches <laughs> A pro's pro. I'm like I'm like Austin Wood against Boston College. I just go throw up in the trash can, come back, and I'm ready to go. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> where my head was. What a cop. Oh, so great. Boys, well done. This was super fun. Um, thanks for uh, thanks for everyone listening. Thanks to our, our, our friends at S2 Cognition. Uh, encourage everyone, save 23. We'll get you 20% off on your subscription. And that's it. Website is ablaze with previews and predictions. Um, And we hope to pot again next week. So that's it. Everybody have a great week.